Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Brother Dave, uh, verse Revelations one verse five, and <clears throat> from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the Prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Yeah. 
by the hands of God Almighty. We weren't born of man or by women in our spirit, but by the Spirit of God Himself were we born and made by the very hands of God who breathed the Spirit in and into us and we became sons of God because of His work on Calvary. And Lord, we give you thanks that you have circumcised and cut away this body of death, these bodies of sins within our spirit man and separated this born again, this new creation from this dreadful, sinful nature in our flesh. And for this, we're truly grateful. And tonight, Lord, I pray that we could learn more about this miracle and we could learn more about the plans that you had from eternity past to bring this marvelous work into our present lives and into being on the planet and what's to befall the future and what is to come upon us in the future. And Lord, we give you thanks that you've given us the victory in all these things, though at times they would appear dark and terrible and struggles and punishment or being purged through trials and tribulations and sufferings, and yet on the other side there's great rewards. And Father, in the name of Jesus tonight, I pray that we could have a new view of of the exaltation and preeminence of Jesus Christ and the great work he's done and the miraculous gifts of grace that he's bestowed upon us. And for this, we're truly grateful. And I pray for the health of all our brothers and sisters who are listening tonight. And, you know, for Leanna and for Steve and Julie, and I pray for health and well-being and the needs met of Sergio and Steve and all our brothers and sisters who are listening tonight, Father, or who will download. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Amen. Brother Chad, turn to Romans chapter 8. Okay. I want you to read verse 17 to the end of the chapter. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan with ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. 
for what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I want you to read that one more time, that verse one more time. What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Folks, do you, do you realize what Paul is saying here? All accomplished by one drop of blood. Who shall say anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Continue on, Brother Shed. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Do you realize what kind of promise that is, people? Shall he not freely give us all things? Sometimes we get in a habit, folks, of taking what we have for granted. We take this book for granted. We take the precious words of our Heavenly Father for granted. I'm guilty of it just like everybody else is. And then every now and then it, it rushes. Oh, the Spirit will rush in like a flood and make me see how unworthy and what a wretched individual I am. The privilege that I have to be called the Son of God. And it tears me up, folks. It should it should burn in your hearts. It should burn in your hearts. If so, be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Continue reading, Brother Chad. Verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen, amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I'm, I'm kind of speechless. That's a special feeling of conviction, brother. Don, that's uh, anyone that's ever had that should know that's uh, that's a gift. That's a special gift. I wish I wish everyone had that gift every single day. Then we wouldn't be such reprobate, ignorant, fat, lazy, so-called members of the body. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, let's um, let's go to Daniel chapter eleven. All right, Pastor Don. Uh, uh, I wrote down where we. Left off. Hold on one second here. Verse 9. Verse 9, all right. In chapter 11, verse 9. That's where we stopped, yeah. That's. We we finished. We, remember, oh, no, we no, finished no. chapter 11, and I said, no, there was a few things I wanted to go back over we would, so we wouldn't go ahead and finish it. No, we stopped at 38. That's what I oh. thought. What did yeah. I write down verse nine? Oh, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. That's right. The God, the God of forces. That's right. That's Jupiter. Where, right. Oh yeah, right. Jupiter's I, God. And oh. the other I went back over the program and I said we were gonna run some references on these gods and I'd make a few comments and we got I got on something else and we didn't run the references. So um let me get my the cobwebs out of my head. I keep thinking about that verse in Second Corinthians where it said God made Christ to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That is actually an amazing thing. Uh, Marina and I were talking about that today. Uh, his fear in, in the garden, he'd never experienced sin. He'd, he'd never had sin, and now all of a sudden he was faced with all of the sin for all the time, past, present, and future, all at once. 
It was never... that cup, brother. It was that cup. Yeah. It was that he experienced the wrath of God on every sin that ever was committed or ever will be committed. That's, why, mean... that's why he sweat drops of blood in the garden. He had, like you said, he had never faced, he didn't know what sin was. He had he never was Yeah, absolutely. It, it must have been, like, as a man, that's the, I don't know, like, no one can ever imagine that. No. No, we can't. I have a hard time perceiving my own sin and how, how awful that is. Especially when I when I dig something out from the past, I was like, oh, my Lord. Please forgive me. Take this one too. You know, I'm just, like I'm constantly house cleaning and say, "Here's another one." Oh Lord. There's one answer. There's one answer to that when those things pop up, that we have to always remember, brother Dave. Turn to Romans chapter seven. Okay. There, there's one thing we have to remember by our example in the Word of God. That we're told to, to listen to what He said, to follow Him. The Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. he went through this same stuff, the whole chapter, Romans chapter seven, from about verse three. All that's the reason it's most one of the one of the two or three most important chapters in the whole New Testament, because Paul lays it all out. That he goes to exactly what we're going through right this second, and he 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 puts it all in summation in the last three verses. And that's what we have to learn to do, too. In Philippians chapter 2, he says, Forgetting those things which are behind. Right before that verse, he says, Everything that he ever was, no no matter how good, bad, whatever, he counted as dung. He counted it as dung. And he said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to the things which are before, I press forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to read those last three verses, Brother Dave, in Romans chapter 7. Okay. This is the, this is the, this is the, the trick. I say trick. I don't know any word. This is the answer, folks. If you understand this, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay, if you don't get this, you better be searching him out. And you better be hoping he's granting you repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that you can be taken out of the snare of the devil. But if you understand these last three verses, you're his. I can assure you. Go ahead and read it, Brother Dave. Romans chapter 7, verse 23. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Yeah, folks, if you understand what he just said, that's what Brother Chad's always talking about. He's talking about the inward man versus the outward man. If you don't understand that separation, then the Spirit of God don't dwell in you. 
that's not a hard, that's not no deep dark doctrine. If that battle's not raging in you, if there's not a warfare going on in you, that's the greatest Christian that ever lived that had it going on in his life. And then he gives us the, the beautiful, wonderful verse in Romans 8, verses 1 and 2. Go ahead and read that too, Brother Dave. Okay. Verse 1, Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. He just but, told you, he just told you, the difference about the serving the spirit in the flesh in the very last verse in Romans seven. See, you can't don't pay no attention to the they go together. There is no separation. Continue on, brother Dave. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. You get that, folks. It'll it'll get you through. If you understand that, it'll get you through a lot of bad trouble. It'll get you through a lot of depression and and the battles that we fight. For we the weapons of our warfare, folks, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of Christ. I, I, folks, I have no idea how the program headed in this direction. There's somebody that needs it. That's all I know. It may be some of the buku downloaders. Oh, I don't talk about numbers much here on this program, but Brother Kevin was telling me we have, our downloaders have exploded. It's on YouTube especially. And they've almost tripled. So there's a lot of people here in this broadcast, folks. We're reaching a lot of people. But somebody needs to hear this. Don't know who it is. I know the Spirit of God wants this stuff said. Because I had no idea we was going this direction tonight. It's ain't got nothing to do with Daniel. It's got to do with you, whoever you are. The Spirit of God's dealing with you. As Brother Chad said, convicting you. That was one of the jobs that the Holy Spirit was supposed to do. Convict you of sin. And of righteousness and of judgment to come. Could I start at Romans seven fourteen and read my way down to those last three verses? So it would be in about another eight verses. Well, of course, but if you want to, I'll just go ahead and teach Romans 7 tonight. But you sure you can go right ahead. Okay. Romans 7, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is, 
in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Y'all got that, folks. That is, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Paul has just told you, the greatest Christian that ever lived just told you, when he was trying to do right, he messed up and did wrong. Okay? And he's telling you why. And that's because sin dwells in the mortal body. Sin is not an act per se. Sin is part of your genome. That's what all this bunch out here has got is are so screwed up about. Hollering about sin just a transgression of the law. That's just one part of sin. The thought of foolishness is sin. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is sin. There's all kind of sin. There's thought sin. The Lord lays it all out. The reason they holler that is because so they can get away with every wicked imagination and hidden thing that they possibly can. Go ahead, Brother Dave. I didn't mean to get to rant. Go ahead. No, that's good. Very good. Thank you for that. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that, when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 folks. If you can't understand how important that is, just let me know and we'll teach the whole chapter. I'll teach the whole thing all over again about the inward man and the outward man because you don't find, there ain't nobody else out there teaching it to you. Anyway, let's change horses in midstream here and go to Daniel 12, and we'll talk about those God of forces. Brother Dave, turn to Psalms 82. Okay. While Brother Chad is going there to Daniel chapter 12 and start reading about those God of forces, brother, and just read on down through the through the chapter till you get to the end of it, and we're going to check out some of those little G-gods. That's 12, chapter 12 for sure, yeah? Chapter 11, excuse me, brother. Okay, that's what I thought. The gods of forces, that's, uh, I think that's 30, we'll start in verse 36 at the chapter mark here. Daniel 11:36. And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished, for that that is determined shall be done. 
Neither shall the regard of the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and the God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. Let me make, let me stop and and put a question mark here for something, folks. It's very strange. Did you notice that the that is the God of forces is a big G God? Yes, it is. And then right after that comes a little G God. Did you notice that? Yes. I do not understand it. I, I do not profess to understand what's going on. A little G God whom his fathers knew not. Yeah, but he honors the God of forces. Yes. So, and you can Hebrew it all you want to. I've Hebrewed it till I, I've Hebrewed out. And there's just, <laughs> I mean, there's a mystery there. There's something going on there that we don't quite, I've heard every explanation in the world, none of them makes any sense. If some of y'all can come up with an explanation I'm all ears. There's just something strange there. It's like a counter. Well, I'm not even going to go there. Go ahead. Keep on reading. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory. And he shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land for gain. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas in the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. And on that last verse right there, there was, I, I heard two fairly good Bible expositors admit that that is not that is not, I repeat, 
verse 45 is not Palestine. Would y'all have guessed that? Do you know how you know it's not? Between the two seas? Bingo. Between the two seas. The glorious holy mountain, does it ring a bell to anybody? How about Isaiah chapter 19? The last few verses. That is not Palestine. No way. Geographically impossible. That's the reason I made the comments about this um, months ago. About well, like when it talks about the Libyans and Ethiopians and the Edomites and the Ammonites and the Moabites. It doesn't have to be in their land. There's every one of these right here, you can find some of every one of these right here in the United States. Amen? Amen. You see what I'm saying, Brother Dave? Yes. You can find Libyans here, Ethiopians here, Moabites here, plenty of Edomites here. So I'm just saying, there's some, there's a whole... A Pember got Pember picked up on it. Of course, yes, this happened in history. Okay, the Antioch. This this is Antiochus Epiphanes. A lot of this stuff happened to him in history, but some of it you can't apply to history, especially verse forty-five. So I'm just telling you, just like R.H.B. Pember and Sir Robert Anderson. They realized that there was more to chapter 11 than all the quote-unquote great historical Bible expositors came up with. So if the Lord shows some of you guys out there some stuff, if you approach it, I've asked you in in times gone by, if you are interested in prophecy and, you know, eschatology, then spend some time with the Lord and with Daniel chapter 11, because I'm telling you, there's some stuff here that we don't know yet, that the Lord hadn't revealed yet. He ain't revealed it to me, but I do know there's problems here. I do know there's stuff here to be yet revealed. Okay? Before we go into chapter 12, we're going to go and we're going to read about some of these little G gods. Brother Dave, you started okay. at verse 1 and, and start reading. Psalm 82, verse 1. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Little g. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Absolutely. He's going to take them back. And when Christ won the victory at the resurrection, 
the cross and the resurrection, like I said earlier, he has possession, but things have to play out. The thing that um, prophecy, eschatology that's written down in scriptures has to play out. Now, they were turned, these little G-gods in Psalms 82, that did their, their portion and their habitation was turned over to them in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Brother Dave, you know where it's at. Go read it to them. Deuteronomy 32? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where it talks about the borders of the habitation. That's right? exactly right. Where it was Verse turned eight. over, it was where it was turned over to the sons of God there, and then the Lord He gave. What happened, folks? He just said, "Okay, after the Tower of Babel, you want to serve other gods? I change your language, scatter you, and I'll pick me out somebody to deal with." That's when He turned them over to them little G gods and set the bounds of the habitations, the different nations under some of these little G's. And he's rebuking them here in Psalms 82 for not doing what they're supposed to do. And as it continues on, getting worse and worse and worse, like you see what's going on in Daniel chapter 10, like we went over the other night, the kid, the prince of Persia, the prince of Grecia, fighting against the father's will, it gets worse and worse to where now, Brother Chad, you can go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 6, okay, while Brother Dave's reading this. Okay. okay. Brother Dave, you can go ahead and read Deuteronomy. Okay. Deuteronomy 32, I'll start at verse 7. Okay. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will shew thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Verse 9, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. There you go. Amen. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance, and he turned everything over to the little G's in Psalms 82. And the culmination of all that stuff here in the New here in the New Testament, brother Chad, read verse 12. Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 12. Verse 12: For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There you go. It's a constant battle, folks. If you could see and I could see on the other side of that veil, if you could see the battles going on between the the angelic forces on our side and the angelic forces on the adversary side, your blood would curdle. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't handle it. Your heart, as it says in Luke 21, will fail you for fear. That's what's going to happen when it talks about men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking upon those things coming upon the earth. Uh, then we went through it. We're going through it now and fixing to get into it big time in, in, in uh, the Revelation. That's just, that's just that's what's going on. And unless you keep that in the back of your mind, that's the reason Paul talks about it like he does. He even says, he even says in one place, in uh, in Corinthians, 
that if the princes of this world had known that the resurrection was going to take place, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. And that is Archon. That's the same the same bunch there as it is in Ephesians chapter 6. The Archons, the Exousia, and the Cosmocraticos. It's the same bunch of dudes. And that's what's going on. That's why prayer is so important. That's why Paul says pray without ceasing. Because that is one of our, that's, that's something we can do offensively. That's the reason there is no guard, no neat shin guards on the armor of God because if you should be on your knees praying. That's why there is no guards for the shins. And our offensive weapon is the word of God. It's the only thing that can draw blood, metaphorically speaking, out of these entities. That's why your knowledge, your memorization, your familiarization with this book is so important. That's the reason I ad nauseum harp on it all the time. See, I try to use reverse propaganda, you know, like the world and all the wickedness, they just say the same thing over and over again till it sticks, like commercials and stuff like that. Well, I'm just using reverse psych. The reverse propaganda was something good. And if you don't like it, you can leave. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Simple. And that's just the way it is. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Paul says in Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 4, the weapons of our warfare are not, warfare are not carnal. They're not, they're not guns and swords and bows and arrows and cannons. Not for the Christian, unless they get pushed in a corner like I told you before, as much as life within you. But if, if, that, if it be possible, sometimes it ain't possible. Nothing wrong with justified warfare. Problem is, there hadn't been a just war fought in this country or any other country, for that matter, in a long, long time. The last justified war that went on over here was the War of Northern Aggression. That was a justifiable war. But since then, it's been nothing but a Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, manipulated money wars. That's all it's been. That's that's all World War Two was about. About money and putting those hook noses in their place. Okay. That's enough about the little cheese for right now. We'll I'll go back and we'll and later on and and, and go through the whole Divine Council series again. Later on, as we probably after we finish the book of Isaiah, we'll touch on it a lot when we when we start Isaiah after we finish Daniel. So let's go to Daniel chapter 12. Brother Dave? Yes? Daniel chapter 12. Okay. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, 
the great prench, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And as many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Okay. Verse 1, Michael, it stands for the children of thy people. He's going he's gonna to come. He's going to be doing warfare. Michael, is the, he's the warfare angel. He's always showing up fighting. He's the, he's the prince. He's the general. He's the one that led the battle that kicked Satan and the third of the angels out of heaven in Revelation 12. We'll, get, we'll be getting to that pretty soon. be a lot of controversy in that chapter. But he tells you, he mentions the time of Jacob's trouble that the Lord Jesus adds on to in Matthew chapter 24. This is that period of time. And he kind of puts it all in a conglomeration together. And in verse 2, he talks about some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt. Folks, that cannot be the general resurrection. Because there's two resurrections. See, if you know the Word of God, you know there's two resurrections. This can't be, this is not the general resurrection at the, at the white throne judgment. This everlasting contempt is saved, folks. I've been telling you that for going on four years now. That's why our work for Christ that I, 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 the other night was so poignant about. The judgment seat of Christ, our judge, we're judged for our works. That's what that fire, that shame, that nakedness, it talks about in Revelation 3. And the Lord's going to mention it again. John's going to mention it again as we get further on in Revelation. The shame, the nakedness, suffering loss, not the loss of salvation, the loss of eternal reward. Benefit for eternity, like I said the other night. And like I, I'm always harping about, because it's that important. Don't you think that something that's going to go on forever is pretty important? Can I get an amen? Amen, amen. Amen. So that should be, that, should, that affection, that mindset, that thought pattern should be kind of be centered around something that's going to go on forever, duh. And for you that are washed in the blood, you elect of God, that are sealed to the day of redemption, all that that Brother Chad just read in Romans 8, that one drop of blood, that, that, saved, that you paid for your sin past, present, and future, that obedience to his will, Seeking His will, just the simple things. I think I think that I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through Christian Life 101, 
since I'm always shoveling steak out to you guys and very seldom giving you a glass of milk. I think I'm just going to do a, a Christian 101 because undoubtedly some hadn't got it down. And please don't make me say how I know. But I think I'm going to have to do that. Because like I said, there's folks coming. There's all kind of people listening to this program now. I'm going to start, Lord willing, I'm going to be a little bit more evangelistic because of the numbers. Because not everybody knows the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior that's coming and listening to this program. I think, Brother Kevin, what is it? Um, 9,000 or 10,000 already on YouTube? Was that what it was? I, I, like I said, I didn't want to talk about numbers, but just to give you, you guys an idea. Wasn't it almost 10,000? Yeah, it was um, over 9,000. Over 9,000. That, that's, that's a jump of over 4,000 in three months, isn't it, brother? Yes. So that's just... That's that's what I'm talking about, folks. I'm not making this stuff up. So we'll we'll start being a little bit more evangelistic. But anyway, this shame and everlasting contempt, you better think about it. Brother Dave, just for the heck of it, pulled everlasting contempt up in in the Strong's Concordance. Okay? Okay. While while brother Dave's doing that, folks, let me explain something to you. You may be you may have a problem with when I'm talking about the judgment seat of Christ. It, it you, the works that's that's weighed there. The bad works are burned up. It's not weighed against the good works. There's none of that jive turkey going on. The bad stuff burn up, and what's left is yours. That's what it says. If the work abide you'll get a reward. But if it don't, it's burned up. It goes up in smoke. Okay? There's no weighing of anything more good works than bad works. That's BS. That kind of stuff, we'll deal with that in in the the book of Revelation when we deal with the white throne judgment. We'll deal with a little bit more of that then. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Okay, it's Der Ah An, and it's um, Strong's H1860, and the Strong's meaning is from an unused root, meaning to repulse, an object of aversion, abhorring, contempt. The outline of biblical usage is aversion, comma, abhorrent. Sound a little bit like shame, being ashamed and naked, don't it? Just don't it kind of hint at that a little bit? It's pretty uh, severe when you look at the 1828 at abhor, to hate extremely or with contempt, to loathe, detest, abominate, despise, cast off, or reject. Wow. No, It's no messing around, that word. Amen. That's in the 1828? What was that? That's the definition of abhor. 
Oh, okay. And they even use uh, Psalm, what is that? I don't know my Roman numerals. 38, something 38. Anyways, that's a, yeah, Psalms 22, 24, Amos 6, 8. How about everlasting? Yeah, how about okay. that? Everlasting is uh, H 5769. The Strong's definition's rather lengthy here. Uh, properly concealed, i.e., the vanishing point. Generally, time out of mind, past or future, i.e., in brackets, practically, eternity, frequentatively, adverbial, especially with prepositioned, prepositional prefix, always, always, ancient, anymore, continuance, eternal, everlasting, lasting, long, perpetual. I guess that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Brother Chad, is yours read the same thing, your 1828 edition? Oh, I was following along there. Uh, what, what's the word, evermore? Everlasting there. Everlasting. Yeah, let's see what it is. Everlasting. 1828. Perpetual, continuing indefinitely, or during the present state of things. Uh, he uses Genesis 17.7 there. In popular usage, endless, continual, unintermitted. Okay, Brother Dave, what does it say in, in Genesis 17.7? Genesis 17.7. Okay. It says, And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. That's to Abraham, isn't it? Yes. That's what I thought. You see, folks, the, what I was trying to get across the other night and what I'm trying to get across again tonight and what I've tried to get across many, many, many times is eternity is a long time, folks. And once the this three score and ten is the time to lay up treasure in your heavenly bank account. Because once the time is no more, like I said, you're making your position in glory during this three score and ten now. That's how deadly serious this whole stuff is. That's why Paul says, for we all must stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of those things done in the body, whether they be good or whether they be bad. And the very next thing he says is, therefore knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade man. Now, Brother Chad, you just go read it and see if I quoted it right, okay? At 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, I think. Sure. 2 Corinthians 5, 
Yes, okay, yeah, let's start Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Okay, that's good enough. Let's continue on here in Daniel, brother. Okay. Okay, verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Turn many to righteousness. Whosoever will, let him come and take of the water of life freely. That's your whosoever wills. That's John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's Romans 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, For whosoever, that's your whosoever will, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Whosoever will. Continue, Brother Dave. Verse 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Okay. That, that verse has been quoted so many times, thinking that this knowledge is necessarily good knowledge. May I remind you again, to whom much is given, much is required. Brother Chad, in your 1828 edition of Strong's Concordance, I want you to look up the word knowledge. Knowledge. It's not Strong's. It's the uh, Webster's 1828. Okay, Webster. That's fine. Yeah, that's the the last good dictionary. Uh, knowledge, a clear and certain perception of that which exists, or of truth and fact. The perception of the connection and agreement, agreement or disagreement, and repugnancy of our ideas. Oh, so it's not all good, is it? Not at all. <laughs> I bet you 99.9% of everybody you hear out there is going to tell you this is good. And everything you can stick in your mind, you're gaining that knowledge. Let me just show you something real quick. I'll show you another verse about this knowledge people are always quoting. Turn to the book of Hosea, Brother Dave. Okay. 
where it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Okay. I want you to read the first two verses and above it, then read that verse and the verse below it. Let's get a little bit of the context of where the Lord says what he's saying. And Brother Chad, while Brother Dave is reading that, I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4, and I'll show you something. Sure. Okay, Hosea. Chapter 3. Or 4. Chapter 4? Mm-hmm. Okay, four, go, ahead. go ahead, brother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Is that, all, is that the, the two verses above it, or is that the first, is it the first oh, verse? That no. is the verse. Okay, do you want two verses above yeah, it? Yeah, two verses okay. above it, all the way through, and two verses below it, yeah. Okay. Hosea 4, verse 4. Let Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day. And the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night. And I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because... Thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Now, what was the knowledge that was rejected? The law of God. That's part of it. But the first few verses, the couple of verses above it, talks about the priest, right? Yes. Okay. Now, I'll show you something about this knowledge in Philippians. I want you to start at verse 8, Brother Chad, and just start reading Philippians 4, verse 8. In verse uh, Hosea 4, 7, it says, and you know you're talking about not all knowledge being good. It says here, as they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. There you go. So as they increased with knowledge, they increased in sin. Absolutely, brother. That's the reason Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, with much knowledge comes much grief. Mm. Yes. Brother Chad, start reading Philippians chapter. You want to know what kind of knowledge and what you want me to let, let the Holy Spirit lay it out for you? Brother Chad's fixing to give it to you right now. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren... Whatsoever things are true. True. Whatsoever things are honest. Honest. Whatsoever things are just. Just. Whatsoever things are pure. Pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Are of good report. If there be any virtue. Virtue. And if there be any praise. Praise. Think on these things. Think on these things. And the next one's good, too, because it goes on to the knowledge. It says, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard 
and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Read that again for him, brother. <laughs> yeah, this is Paul. This is one That's of the first... Paul telling you to pay attention to his epistles. Yeah. Go ahead. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he's the only human being allowed to say that by the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ said it about himself, and the Apostle Paul was allowed to write it down five times about himself. Amen. And who are these guys? They want to they write, want to write Paul out of the book. He's on, he says, if you do this, the God of peace will be with you. I know, brother. That, that's, that's, a, that's a guarantee. Amen. Absolutely, it's a guarantee. It sure is. All right, Brother Dave, back to uh, Daniel. Daniel, verse 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Then I, Daniel, looked, and, behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river, and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times and a half. Three and a half, three and a half, three and a half, three and a half years till these things be fulfilled. What things? Back up verse 2. I mean verse 1, your context. The time of Jacob's trouble. How they miss it, I do not know. I do not understand how anybody could miss it. Go ahead, brother. And a half, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Now here is the Lord Jesus Christ's warning in verse 11. Or you're not there yet. Go ahead, brother. No, verse 8. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way. Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. That's right. The, the, wicked, the wicked don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Go ahead, brother. But the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that may maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. This is where this this is the good news right here. Verse twelve. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Blessed go thou is that person Brother Chad, turn to Second Thessalonians while Brother Dave's reading this. Go ahead. 
Verse 13. But go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. Amen. That'd be first, excuse me, that'll be First Thessalonians chapter 4, start reading at verse 11. And after you get through with chapter 4, go right on into chapter to chapter 5. Because there's no break there in the context. Okay, First Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm just going to write this down. Verse 11. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. I want you to stop right there, and I want to put this soul sleep heresy to bed finally and forever for any of the downloaders or somebody that might think that when you die, you lay in the grave till the Lord comes back. That's called soul sleep. And that's what the J.W. Jehovah Witnesses teach. That's what the Seventh-day Adventists teach. And there's one verse in the English that makes that absolutely ludicrous. How can you... It shows you the difference. It shows you the difference between body, soul, and spirit. It shows you there's a tra- that, that we are a trinity made in the image of God how in the world could Jesus bring the ones that were in the dirt with him if they're in the dirt? He brings their soul and spirit back because that went, they went directly to be with him. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The body goes back to the dirt and it's reconstituted into an incorruptible body to go back with the soul and spirit upon Jesus' return. Is that hard to understand, boys? No, not at all. So their soul is asleep in Christ. No, the no. body is. The body is asleep in the dirt. Yeah, but the soul is is in the body of Christ. Is with Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, so I, 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 you say it was asleep in Christ. No, it's not asleep in Christ. I'm, well, I'm, I'm referring to 14 here. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus. Oh, yeah, but that, it's talking about the body there. The, the, the reason the you body, know it. The, what? Oh, I thought the body was just dust and, and gone. The body does go back to the dust and, as in and sleeping. Your body will sleep. It, 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 in other words, it got, it, Paul uses the word sleep, not like snoozing and snoring. That's where the body will rest, so to speak. Just like in the Revelation, we're going to find out that their bodies were not in the ground. Those people's bodies were under the sea. Those that drowned in the ocean. Yes. And they're reconstituted into 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I show you a mystery. 
We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. There is no such thing as soul sleep. The body dies and goes back to the dirt, and and that constitutes the sleep he's talking about. Else you could not bring the ones that sleep with you. Do you understand? The real you is not your body. Amen. The real you is your soul and spirit. Yes. Now do you understand? Yes. So what sleeps is the body, and the bo- that body is going to be resurrected and made anew? Right. Yes. Okay. Absolutely correct. Okay. So anybody that was burned at the stake or cremated, they're just going to miraculously, their body's going to come back that's from the ashes, exactly and they're going to be... Cor- that's exactly correct. Excellent. Exactly correct, brother. All right. You remember, in, remember that verse in Isaiah where it talks, Awake ye that sleep in the dust. Yes. Remember that, Brother David? What, what yes. chapter is it in? 26, the last few verses in Isaiah 26. Remember what Job said? Remember what Job said? Though I die and worms eat my flesh, I know that in my body... Turn over there to it, Brother brother Dave. I can't quote the whole verse. In Isaiah 26? No, it's in Job. Brother Chad, turn to Isaiah 26. Brother uh, David, I want you to go to Isaiah where Job's talking about um, when he he's going to see the Lord, I know that in my flesh I shall see God. Okay. Isaiah 26, uh, start where thy dead man shall live. Yeah, well, it, it, it starts out with a wakey that sleep in dust. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust. Yes. Right. Yeah. Hold that and let Brother Dave first read this. Um, but yeah, go ahead and read your part, Brother Chad, while Brother Dave's finding that in uh, yeah, and, I have um, it. Job. Okay, go ahead, Brother uh, brother Chad. Sure, Isaiah 26, verse 19. Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust. For thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Do you notice he said, my dead body? Yes. Yes, sir. Now then, Brother Dave, read what Job said. Okay, Job chapter 19. Job chapter 19, verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Bingo. Say it, Brother Chad. Yes. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Any questions in the chat room? We'll go ahead and shut her down for tonight. You still having problems with that, Brother Chad? Or do you do you get it now? No, I've got it. I'll, okay. Amen. I'll, uh, I'll, if you continue to read First Thessalonians yeah, that, yeah, chapter 4. Yeah, let's go and four. finish that out. Let's go and finish that out because I didn't, I didn't even get it. to the point. 
<laughs> right. Okay. I didn't even get to the point I was trying to make because me and Brother Tony Adams was talking about this today, and I we were talking about this soul sleep business, and I was showing it, told him that the one verse in the English tells you the story about all of it. Yeah, go ahead and, and pick up where you left off in, in First Thessalonians 4, brother. Yeah, it's probably pretty important that we really nail this one, I think, yeah? Yeah, yeah and it explains what you're talking about, too. Right. Okay. right. So, right. Um, yeah. The uh, blessed, it talks about blessed are those that waited to the 1335th day, okay? I'm going to show you that bunch that's, that's, that's waiting that are blessed at that 1335th day in Daniel. So okay. keep on reading. Yeah, are you going to go um, into those? There's two numbers of days there in Daniel that... that uh, the ones that are blessed are in the next to the last verse. That's the one we're going to talk about right here. Okay, so I'll read First uh, Thessalonians 4:13. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again... Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Say that alive and remain right there. Mm-hmm. They're the blessed. There's a song, uh, what, a, what a blessing, what is it, Steve, that should we go without dying? How's that song go? You remember it? Uh, anyway, go keep on reading, Brother Chad. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain... There's that word, alive and remain again. Go ahead. ...shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. That's the blessed hope, folks. You ought to always, that that ought to be on your lips at all times. Even so, come Lord Jesus. It's the last prayer in the Bible. And, And there you can see that those that sleep, we won't prevent them. The Lord comes back with those that you were saying, the soul and the spirit are coming back with the Lord. And as he comes back, we don't prevent those dead bodies from rising and meeting their soul and spirit in the air as Christ is coming back. Yeah, and if you want to know, if you want the the proof text again, it's in Revelation where it says the souls of them that were under the altar. Mm -hmm. See there? Absolutely, yes. You, You couldn't beat it with a beating machine. You have to deny Scripture to do it. Okay, let's go to the next chapter and continue on with this blessed hope. All right, uh, that's chapter 5, but 1 Thessalonians 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So nobody's going to know the day or the hour, folks. And all these people with all this predicting, they can predict it and go buy them a predicting machine. It ain't going to do them no good. Because a thief in the night is a thief in the night. But we will know the times and the seasons. And the, the prayer 
of even so come Lord Jesus ought to be on your lips all the time unless you're married to this world. Because there's not not, not a problem in the, this universe that would not be solved if the Lord split the eastern sky in the next three seconds. Amen, amen. Not a problem that wouldn't be solved. That's the blessed hope. That's the blessed hope. Brother Brother Dave, while he continues reading here, I want to just throw a little caveat in. Turn, go to, it'll be in the book of Hebrews. It'll say, to them that look for him. Okay? Okay, I want you to pull that in Hebrews. Brother Chad, continue reading. All right, so we're, you're going to go back to these. I'm still trying to grasp the uh, the uh, the 1,290 days versus the uh, the 1,335. Yeah, the ones that's blessed are the 1,335 days. <laughs> yes. So he's going to wait 1,335 days during the uh, the first three and a half years? Don't know. Okay. Wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I did. Don't know. All right. First Thessalonians 5, verse 3. For when they shall say, peace and safety... Then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Okay, now, in your notes, Brother Chad, I just want you to put a little in parentheses out beside um, this verse right here that there's that we're going to come upon a place in the book of Revelation where it's going to talk about when he sends angels to harvest. Just just put harvesting angels in Revelation beside this verse and remind me of it when we when we when we run across it in Revelation. I'm going to show you something that's awful strange. Sure. Okay. Continue reading. All right. So let me make that First Thessalonians five three. Okay. Verse 4, but ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. That's what I mean by always having that prayer on your lips, because if you're praying it, you're thinking about it, and if you're thinking about it and looking for him, you understand what he's saying here? Right. To watch and be sober. Go ahead. Keep on reading. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the second time he mentions it in Romans, and he mentions it here, that the, the elect of God are not appointed to wrath. And the wrath is the, is the, between, is the, three, the three woes and between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet the sixth vial and the seventh vial and the sixth seal and the seventh seal. And that's why there is a pause 
between each one of those in the book of Revelation, and there's a discourse. The Lord and the Holy Spirit is, remember I mentioned it the other night, the mm-hmm. Lord and the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you that something important is going to go on in between the sixth and seventh seal, sixth and seventh trumpet, and sixth and seventh uh, vial. You got that? Yes. Okay, keep on. By our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Amen. And what does he say, Nick? Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Dave, won't you read that to us in Hebrews? Okay, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time, without sin unto salvation. Amen. To them that look for him will he appear the second time, without sin, to salvation. Amen. Amen. Is there any questions in the chat room, Chad, David? Y'all see any questions there? Okay. Let me check. None. No. Oh, hold on. Okay. Nope. Nothing. Okay. Okay. If there is uh, no questions, then uh, we will go ahead and close for tonight, and we will pick up the book of Isaiah next Friday night. So next Friday night, we'll we'll start in the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, verse 1. Sunday night, we will be in Revelation. We'll be in Revelation on on uh, Sunday and Monday nights until we finish Revelation. And But we're going to pick up and be, be teaching Isaiah on Friday nights. Is that, is that cool with y'all? Good yes. with me. Amen. Yes. yes. Amen. And uh, Brother Chad, when you dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'll dismiss us in a word of prayer tonight, okay? Amen. Oh, there's a question. I guess oh. four. It says, perhaps that's the di- difference of the 45 days between the 6th to the 7th. Is this the difference? I have a question. Oh, okay. I see that. I didn't see the. There was no question mark. Uh, yeah, there was, I think, I have a question with that. Yeah, sure. Is that the difference in Daniel 12 of the 45 days difference between the blessed and those? And Very possible. Very possible. Didn't say for sure. I just said it was possible because I don't know the answer. I wish I did. I don't know anybody that does. heard some outrageous claims before, but they're not even worth mentioning because they contradict the rest of the scripture and the rest of the book. Leonidas said, that's the question. Thanks. It seems a possibility. Yes, it does seem a possibility, Leonidas. It sure does. Okay, if there's no questions, I'll go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, We thank you for this time we've had to spend tonight around your word, Lord. It's always a blessing, an honor, and a privilege, Father. Never, never let it leave our spirit or our mind 
our heart what you did for us, Lord Jesus, on Calvary. May we never forget it. Bring it to our remembrance, Holy Spirit, whenever we start to stray. Bring it to our remembrance, Holy Spirit, whenever we want to be disobedient, when we want to set aside our work for you, Lord, or our anything, to, your, your business should be the most important thing in our life. There is no way in the world, Father, and you knew this all along. That's the reason for grace through faith. There was no payment that we could possibly make that would make up for what your son did on Calvary for us, and we thank you from the depths of our heart and soul for that. There's no way we can even thank you enough, and you knew that all along, and I thank you for it, Lord God. Father, I pray for each one in the chat room that you would give them wisdom and understanding concerning these things we've went over, Father. A lot of times it's deep stuff, and a lot of times there's not complete understanding on it, Father. I pray that you'd give them understanding above and beyond anything anybody else knows, Father. Give them extra light. Give them uh, advanced revelation in the areas that you haven't quite revealed to anybody yet, Father. If they love you, Father, bless them. Answer their prayers according to your will, Lord God. I pray that you'd give them the desires of their heart, Father, if that be your will. Father, I pray for each and every one of them. Sister Leonita, I pray that you would heal her up completely, Lord. Give her good health. Father, and put a smile on her face, Lord, and let her have a, a good weekend, Father. I pray for Brother Paul, Sister Maureen's brother, that you would touch him, yes. Father, and give Sister the wisdom when she talks to Brother Paul. Give her the wisdom and words to say that would draw him closer to you, Father. And I also I pray that you would give her supernatural wisdom from on high, on just the right words to say that the Holy Spirit will use to draw him closer to you, Father. And I pray for Harold and Irma as well, Lord. I pray that you'd watch over them, take care of them, Father. May your angels encompass about them, Father, with protection. Yes. Father, we give you all the honor and the glory for our the breath we breathe, for the ability to just stand up, Father. We thank you for I thank you for the pain that I have to suffer that makes reminds me and draws me closer to you, Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you I can go to the restroom, that I'm able to eat, that I'm able to walk around, smell the air, see your, see your beauty on the outside, Father, as much as I can. The little things, Father, we take for granted. May we always be giving you thanks for everything because yes. that's a direct command in your book, Father. Father, I pray for Sister Sue Adams that's going to be going through surgery. I pray that you'd watch over the doctor's hands, Father, yes. and may she have a complete successful surgery, and I pray that the recovery be quick and complete. And, Father, I pray for Brother Tony. You'd watch over him. I pray for, for all of the family, Brian and Holly, and I pray that Britt, Father, that you would give him that job that he needs so bad. Father, I pray that that you would answer his prayers concerning that job, Father. I pray that you'd watch over and take care of Brother Kevin. 
Father, and Brother Brian, Brother Merv, and take care of Dave and all of his family, and 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 Brother Chad and and Sister Maureen. Put your angels around them, Father, and with drawn swords, and and keep them protected, Father. Give them wisdom and understanding in your book, and most of all, increase their love, Father, yeah. for the Lord Jesus Christ, because. Paul said, if any man love not our Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. And Father, I pray for each one that comes to this program. I pray I pray that each one of them knows you as Lord and Savior. I pray that you'd give them a supernatural love for this book, Father. That you'd watch over them and, and if they're if they're young in the Lord, if they're babes in Christ, Father, I pray that you'd give them understanding through the teaching, Father, and may the Holy Spirit bring them along so they would grow, they would have spiritual growth, Father, to be able to take what they understand and learn and impart it to others, Father. It's no good just to take everything in, Lord, but we're supposed to give it out, what you've given us. It's that It's that way not only with our goods, our money, but it's that way with our wisdom and knowledge that you give us as well, Father. I pray that you take care of Sister Lipsy, Father. May your angels hover around her, Father, and keep her health as good as possible, Father. And whenever you take her home, Father, I pray we'll be with a smile on her face, Father, and out of pain. Watch over my brother Steve and take care of him in his everyday doings, Father. Watch over every mile that he's on the road. Watch over his whole family, Father, and protect them with the protection that only you can give, Father. Lord God, we want to see you, Lord Jesus. We want to see you soon. We always want that prayer to remain on our lips, always, Father. That there's nothing, like I said to begin with, there's nothing that would not be solved, not one thing for your children that would not be solved if you came back in the next five seconds. We love you, Lord Jesus. We want to see you soon. And, Father, I pray that you would please, please hurry and come back, if it be possible, according to your will and according to your word, Father. Take care of Brother Pete as well down in Australia, Father. Watch over him. He's a... He, he and I both go to have to fight the world, the flesh, and the devil by ourselves, Father. And I pray you'd give him a special blessing and protect him as well, Lord. Yes. Watch over Brother Brian's precious, my precious kids that's over there in Great Britain, Lord. Keep away the outside worldly influences, Father, against Damien and Brittany. I pray that you'd keep them safe. Keep them safe in your hands, Father, because... Brother Brian can't watch over them all the time. So I pray that your their angels would be there with them at all times and watch over them and keep them safe, Father. We'll give you the honor and the glory for everything you do, Father, for you're holy and righteous. We love you. want to see you soon. And all this I ask in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. amen. Okay, Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number is 334-397-2333. Again, that's 334-397-2333. 
the email address, which also acts as the PayPal account for Pastor Don, is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. That's respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. The mailing address is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, 36017, zip code 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, one more thing. Holy Father, the the people that I did not mention, I don't want to leave anyone out, Father, because this is totally by memory, and I don't want anyone to feel shortchanged, Lord. So I pray that anyone out there, you know my heart. You know the ones I pray for off of the list all the time, Lord. Brother Sergio, Brother Kevin, and all the ones that I've come in contact with, Father, over the last three years, going on four years, Father, Watch over and bless them. Give them understanding and wisdom in your book. Give them a love for you that's supernatural, Father. And may they understand your will for their life. And I ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. 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 Good good night, everybody. And we'll see you, Lord willing and health permitting, Sunday night. Good night, Brother Chad. Good job. Good job, Brother David and Brother Kevin. Good night, guests. Good night, all.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.